Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Thursday, November 4th, and we are five days away from the beginning of college basketball. College basketball begins on Tuesday, November 9th, and we are here with a little preseason podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it, guys? It's been quite a minute. When, was, a when minute. was the last episode we dropped? Was that the end of season awards? It was at the so. mid, mid-April, oh, probably. Yeah, that's... Gotta be That's what, five months ago. Yeah, and we did promise. I remember at a the end of season, pro, a transfer podcast. At the end of season awards, I remember we promised we were like, you know what, we may not be that active in the off season, but we're gonna have like some transfer like extravaganza where we go over all the transfers. Yes, that never happened. So maybe March Nation, we apologize. However, we are so happy to be back. We are so happy that college basketball is back, and uh, now you can actually depend on some consistency from us. Um, but for this preseason episode, we're really sort of just going to break down a lot of the major news that happened in the past five months. It's going to kind of be a rapid fire of news that happened, coaching changes, etc. We're then going to each go over our top five teams, and we are going to list a sleeper team that you're going to want to watch out for this year. Last year, I believe we had a pretty good track record with our sleeper teams. Did we not? I believe so, yes. So definitely right. something you want to stick around for. Alex, do you want to get started off with the news? Yeah, so uh, let's start about some uh, big coaching changes this year. Uh, first off, we got... Chris Beard going from Tex- Texas Tech to their big rival, Texas. I mean... Huge program upgrade for oh, him. Yeah. And that one was crazy because Chris Beard, like two days before he you know, made the move, he was like, Texas Tech is my home. I'll never leave him. And then next thing you know, he's, he's out of love. Probably because he got offered an extra million dollars or something from a top Can't hate program. Him. Chris yeah, Beard's yeah. a bag chaser. You know, got to tip the cap. That's a respectful move. And then we got Shaka Smart, the old coach of Texas, going to uh, my Marquette Golden Eagles. Hometown. How do you feel about that one, Alex? Going I from mean, Woj to Shaka Smart. I to like an it. an underachiever to another underachiever. That, this is true. I like it, but um, he I think it could be a him. bad year for Marquette. He brought, he brought some guys with him, though. Guys yeah. that were going to Texas. David, David Joplin of a Milwaukee suburb team um, decommitted from Texas and then recommitted back to Marquette yeah. to follow his coach. So Could be a building block year for Marquette. We never know, but... I, mean, some talent I assume that. you'd rather have Shaka Smart than Woj. Correct. <laughs> I think there, it was an upgrade regardless of who they got, so yes. it didn't really matter. And then some big news in the ACC. One of the Blue Bloods, Hubert Davis, takes uh, Roy Williams' place as head coach. In-house hiring. In-house hiring, which I respect heavily, but you know, it's, it's sad to see Roy Williams go. You know, Watching college basketball my whole life, he's just sort of been a staple. Speaking Him and UNC. Yeah, exactly. You know? Speaking of ACC basketball, Coach K announced this is his last year. So we are seeing the true... It's really a transfer a, a, of like... Exactly, transfer of the power like within two years just like that because Roy Williams and Coach K would run the ACC mm-hmm. for, what, 30 years? Yeah, but I will say it's not like Roy Williams and obviously this will impact Duke next year, but it's not like Roy Williams and Coach K just randomly one like one day turned like 80 years old. Like they've been aging. Like this is nothing new. So I assume North Carolina and Duke, they've been having these contingency plans in place. So I got to imagine Hubert Davis will fill the spot pretty well. And I think that all, both of these teams are going to hold their legacies for at least five to six years from what coach K and Roy Williams built. And if their program starts to fall down after that, then maybe they start losing the recognition and people wanting to uh, commit to play there. Um, But We'll see. I think I think the reputation's gonna hang on for at least five to six years for both these teams. I agree. Coach K, I mean, I think he's gonna finish his last season at Duke with a bang. He's got a lot of talent coming in. I agree, but you already know, like I I almost feel bad for the Duke players because Coach K is gonna make this last season all about him. All about him. And this it's is totally this is I I and I I feel like I get labeled a Coach K hater, which I'm not. I like Coach K. I think he's a really classy guy. He's a class act, but like yeah, just some of, the, some of the things he does are very self-centered. Last, very well, last self-centered. year was the key. 
him yeah, saying because his team was performing bad. When he's like, man, it's a pandemic. We shouldn't be pandemic. playing basketball. It's like, that's the People easiest are... excuse ever. Exactly. Like, before the season, he was and all like, in on, like, let these kids play. Did you guys see, like, the Coach K, like, memorial that they unveiled, like, in, like, Duke Stadium? It's, like, this huge poster of Coach K. Like, this thing's got to be, like, 200 feet tall. Oh, and it's just, like, it's just, like, I'm surprised Coach K didn't make him build a statue outside the arena for the year. But yeah, I mean, that seems kind of minimalist yeah. for what he's done and but, everything. I mean, yeah, like, he, whether he's self-centered or not, Coach K is a great coach. And, honestly, I'm just going to kind of enjoy him having his one last year at Duke. One last hoorah. We'll see how it goes for him. All right, next we got probably my favorite signing, uh, Porter Moser, former coach of Loyola Chicago going to Oklahoma. That's and a good I, pickup. I really like this hire because <coughs> Oklahoma, obviously they were a pretty solid team last year, but they lost their two, maybe their two best players in Austin Reeves and Brady Manick. And so I think Porter Moser is going to try and turn this Oklahoma team around this year. I mean, Porter Moser, he can clearly coach. When you do what he's done at Loyola, a mid-major Multiple program. Multiple years go to an Elite Eight and a Final Four. Yeah, I mean, break. you clearly can coach. So yeah. I think he's going to fit in there, you know, like a hand in a glove. I have no doubts about he's that. He's going to bring in a defensive intensity that I don't think Oklahoma has had in a yes. long time. That's true. And, I mean, everybody was kind of like, yeah, is he for real after that Final Four run? And then he just did it again last year. He, Beating he, one of the most he, dominant teams in oh, college basketball. He's in for Illinois. real. He is for real. Absolutely. 100%. And lastly, we got Rick Pitino going from the Gales of Iona to New Mexico, the Lobos. <laughs> he, he's on a call, negative slope, negative linear slope. Of well, no, moving up from Iona to New yeah, Mexico, that, that I would consider moving up. But it's just funny because Rick Pitino's at Iona and he's like, you know what, like at this stage of my life, like I just, just want to, you know, coach at like a Christian, you know, college. And then like next year he goes to New Mexico. It just shows you like... How many of these coaches, when they say like they're content with it, like nothing. they're just being completely like just? It's all about the money. And they all, they all, they're all. And it's money. fair, but and it's like yeah, I kind of just want the coaches to be it. honest. Like, just say it. I, I mean, think your players would respect you more. Whatever. That's a that's a rant for another time. Yep, they're just trying to like appease the public. So some might say. All right, some more um, recent news: Oklahoma State just got banned from the NCAA tournament for this year. Big news considering Okie State was a good team last year, a sleeper team last year. They were my Winnipeg last year. <laughs> yeah. They were, well, they were maybe not going to be in the tournament last year, and they let them go, which was good because, that, I mean, they were a great team last year. Everybody wanted to see Cade in the mm-hmm. tournament. That would have been no fun for them to get the number one overall prospect and then have them banned. I think NCAA kind of maybe, I don't know if they pulled any strings, but they definitely were more lenient because they had the number so. one. Well, yes, maybe. and I... <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like last year, like literally mid-season, as Cade Cunningham was doing his thing for Oklahoma State, there were reports like, could NCAA ban Oklahoma State from the tournament this year? They didn't end up doing it. But then they bring the hammer on them down this year, which just like, it kind of feels unfair to me because like Oklahoma State, if you actually look at like what happens, like they have like 100% like, like abided, well not abided by NCAA rules, but like it's like they've cooperated more or less. Like when the NCAA has asked them stuff, they're like, yeah, here's what happened. Like we'll turn over like all this stuff. And then the NCAA is like, no, we're still going to bring the hammer down on you. I'm not saying what they did before was like legal or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things that's tough. And yeah, this is a huge hit. I think Okie State, obviously they lost Cade, but I think they were a tournament team again this year. Yes, most They definitely. lost Cade, but they're bringing back almost everyone else, Avery Anderson, Lakikale, and then the Boone brothers. I think they were going to be a tournament team for They'd sure. They'd be an aggressive team that would be a hard out in March. That's and they, for and, sure. And they, a lot of people forgot about all those secondary pieces on Oklahoma State because they kind of just focused on Cade Cunningham and like all the hype around him and being the number one overall pick, stuff like that. So this team was really, really well-rounded and uh, definitely could have made a run. March, so 
Absolutely. So that uh, just about wraps up some of the big news stories from uh, this offseason. So let's hop right into our top five predictions. Yeah, so we each created our own personal top five. We don't know what each other's top fives are, so this will actually be kind of interesting. Um, how do we want to do this? Do we each want to list our top five, or should we each select like one, one, two, yeah, two? What do we think? Let's talk about the AP poll first. Okay. So the AP poll has their top five as Gonzaga. Hold up. Fact check. I thought I had this memorized. Gonzaga is then UCLA as that number two. Okay. Kansas, Villanova, and then Texas rounding up the top five. All right. And I know that the only two teams that received first place votes were Gonzaga, Gonzaga and UCLA. Yes, no one else received first place votes. Okay. And that's kind of rare because normally like at least the third, maybe the fourth team will get a vote or two from mm-hmm. somebody. But pretty pretty top heavy uh, for the voters this year. Yeah, it was, it was actually an interesting top 25 all around. But if we're focusing yeah. on just the top fives, uh, I mean, I can lead off my top five right here if you guys want. Number it. one, I actually differed from the AP poll a little mm-hmm. bit. I had UCLA at number one. I mean, UCLA... Had an insane Final Four run last year. I mean, they were an 11 seed. They were in a playing game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Versus Michigan State. Yep. And they ended up making it to the Final Four. An absolute crazy run. But it was not like just some Cinderella lucky run. Like, no, 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 no. UCLA had insane talent last year. Yes. Johnny Juzang, Jaime Jaquez, Tiger Campbell, they were all insane. And they're bringing all those guys back this year. Every single one of their starters, including Jules Bernard, Cody Riley. All coming back. And they actually... Picked up a nice piece that I don't feel is getting talked about enough. They picked up Miles well, Johnson, center from Rutgers, who he's not a very good free throw shooter. But if, but if you ignore monster. that, he is a defensive menace, and he will pick up 10 boards a game for you. I think that'll be huge for UCLA. I think that's one thing that they were missing was uh, interior paint defense. I 100% I, agree. They, I mean, they, Cody Riley's athletic. He's not that tall. He's big, but he, he's more of like a, a power guy. I think Miles Johnson as like a glass cleaner and a shot blocker. He's, he's a underrated shot blocker. It'll be huge for him. And like, this is all just assuming mm-hmm. that like Ju Zhang, Hakez, Campbell, that they're all going to have like identical years to last year. Yes. I think they're all going to improve. Like, there's no reason for them not to. They've had yeah. all summer to practice. And Mick Cronin is known to be a great coach. He was great Absolutely. at Cincinnati. Yeah. He goes to UCLA. It took him maybe a year to build it back up as a program. So I think sky is the limit for UCLA. Mm -hmm. And coming in at second, I do have Gonzaga. I mean, there's no reason to doubt Gonzaga this year, just like most years. I mean, they have Drew Timmy and five-star freshman Chet Holmgren. I mean, they're just going to be an insane dynamic. And Andrew Nemard coming back as well, the Florida transfer. Yeah, Um, they still have plenty of good pieces. They only lost Joel Yai and Corey Kispert. I think those are the only two key pieces. I mean, losing Kispert is obviously tough. But but when you bring in a Chet Holmgren, like you're (laughs) – Kind of they, they lost Jalen Suggs as well. Oh, Suggs, that Suggs, needs to Suggs, be mentioned. Yes, yes. But but I still Suggs. think Gonzaga will rebound. Mark Few can coach just like he can drunk drive. So like they're gonna have a fine year. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Few, something we actually forgot to mention is that Kofi Colburn gets suspended three games for like selling T-shirts, and Mark Few gets suspended one game for drunk driving and disrespecting a cop. Like <sighs> that does not sit well with there's, many people. There's reasons why people myself. just disrespect the NCAA. But th- once again, rant for another time. But Gonzaga's going to be good this year because say what you want about Mark Few and how, you know, he may be like Henry Ruggs, but he knows how to coach. He does. He does know how to coach basketball. Number three, I have Kansas, and I believe Kansas was actually number three on the other people. Is that right? Yes, they were. Okay. Kansas, they still have plenty of veteran leadership this year. They're bringing back Agbaji, Christian Brown, a guy that I would not have a beer with. Strong disagree. David McCormack. They're bringing back all yeah, those guys. All the pieces. And yeah. they actually, they got some nice transfers this year. They got Remy Martin, transferred from Arizona State. Now, 
we, that's not the Remy Martin we know from two years ago, the guy that was averaging like 17, 18 points per game. But maybe a change of scenery is better for him, and he can, he can thrive. Well, it could be that Remy Martin. I don't know. That Remy Martin wasn't – he didn't exist last year. He sure. did not exist last year, exactly. But maybe he'll change exist of this year. And also, I think Jalen Wilson takes a huge leap for them as a sophomore. I agree. That's I don't think they used him enough. They 100%. He was, he was very good last year, and he really didn't get that much usage. And they have four four-star freshmen. Like, you, that, you can't not love that. Correct. Yep. And then coming in at number four, this is sort of my first upset-ish pick. Not upset, but like, you know, I'm straying away from the consensus here. I have, uh, I have Purdue coming in at number four. Um, where like were they on the AP poll? Number seven? seven? Yeah. Okay, like yeah, pick. so straying a little bit. But basically, their bigs are just going to be unstoppable. I think, yeah, they're going to run the Big Ten. 100%. Only guy that can compete with them is Hunter Dickinson with uh, Purdue's bigs. And what about okay, Kofi, Kofi, Kofi as well. Kofi as but, well. But having Zach Eady and Travion Williams, like, just, they're going to physically dominate teams. Zach Eady and, looked nice. And not only that, year. but, like, Travion and Zach Eady, while they are <clears> both bigs, they're, like, two different kinds of bigs, if yes. that makes any sense. Yeah. And word on the street is that Zach Eady has been absolutely dominating their preseason practices and scrimmages. Like, I'm talking snagging, like, 20 boards a game dominating. He looked nice at the end of last year. I think he can take a serious step forward. Yeah, and also, Jaden Ivey, I think he will be first-team All-Big Ten. He's going to have a crazy year for them. They're going to need him, too, because they don't really have many much guard play, or at least high-level guard I mean, play they're like bringing, he can bring. they're bringing back a lot of role players. Um, Aaron Thompson... Sasha. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I was looking at yeah. their roster. They still have Sasha Stefanovic. He's like a Kevin Pangos part, too. I swear that guy's been on the team. I've seen him for at least three or four years. He, I'm, he's been a lot. I'm really high on Purdue this year, but I think it's the same thing as last year. I don't know if they have enough shooters. We shall see. And uh, then at number five, I have Texas. We obviously mentioned that Chris Beard is now the coach of Texas, but they're still bringing back some players they had last year. Obviously, last year, they were a three-seed in March Madness. Did not live up to that three seed bidding as they lost to Albanine Christian, I believe. Christian, a, a purple Southland team. What yes. beating a three seed in tournament? That's crazy. Um, but they're bringing back Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, who are very talented players. And obviously, with a new coach and Chris Beard, will come big transfers. Marcus Carr from Minnesota, huge get. Christian Bishop from Creighton, huge get. Devin Askew from Kentucky, huge get. I think Devin Askew is a player to look out for. This yeah. year at Texas. Kind of he didn't do much shackles. at Kentucky. Yep, he didn't get much playing time, but I think he's going to have a massive year. And I believe Texas was number five in the AP rankings as well, right? Is they were, yes. Okay. Yep. So the only one I left out of my top five that was in the AP top five was Villanova. Villanova. Not to say Villanova will be bad. They just didn't crack my top five. Uh, Alex, you want to hit us with yours? Yeah, so I, I have UCLA at number one also. They are bringing back their full starting five, like you said. They picked up Miles Johnson, and let's not forget they have a big time five star recruit in Peyton Watson coming in. Yeah, six yeah, eight athletic freak can shoot the ball. He's gonna be a nice piece. I don't even think maybe he'll start over Jules Bernard, but as a six man coming off the bench, he's gonna be electric to watch. And then number two, a team you did not have in your top five. I, did I got not. Michigan. They were my number six. I think Michigan's gonna win the Big Ten this year. They're bringing in two big five-star recruits in Caleb Houston and Musa Diabite, and then they've got that veteran presence coming back with Eli Brooks, Hunter Dickinson, and I think Zeb Jackson takes a big step forward. And, has and I actually think Brandon Jones Jr. will be a steady contributor on that team as well. BJJ should be all right. I agree. And I think he'll start. I think he'll start. Yeah, Michigan's, they've been <laughs> there. They've done that. They've got a great coach. I can see him going a long ways. And number three, this is where I got Gonzaga. 
Um, obviously, they're going to trot out Anton Watson, Chet, and Drew Timmy to make the best front court in college yeah, basketball. Yeah, that's going to be easy choice. That's going to be dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough West, to stop. Yeah, the West Coast is going to struggle oh, yeah. with that one. They're... Uh, they could have some serious yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. The Pacifics of the world are really gonna they're gonna have their hands full. The Pepperdines. The, the Pepperdines of the, the world. Oh, yeah. man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough, <laughs> tough opening. Number four is where I got Purdue. I think we had him at the same spot. I think you hit all the points with Purdue, Travion, Zach Eady, another dominant front court, and then Jaden Ivey's gonna have a breakout year. Yeah. He showed a lot of flashes last year, and I think, this game's only gonna get better. Are we all super high on Purdue? Wesley, I, I, I am I have Purdue five in mind as well. Okay, so okay, yeah, so we're all very high on that. I have my top five as well. I think yeah, I think they're a great team. And then at number five, I've got Baylor. Ooh. Um, After I think losing they all were, the players. I think they were nine. In the there are eight, yes, there preseason eight, eight poll, eight, okay. Obviously, they lost Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler. They're bringing back the all huge their... losses that yep. needs to be stated. Yep. The They're bringing losses. back their two bigs, Matt Flo Mayer. Thamba and um, Jonathan Tashama, whatever is... Every day, John. John. Every day, John. I don't know, yeah. But then they're going to need guys to step up into those roles that Davion and Jared Butler had. I think Flagler... <clears throat> Uh, can do it. Matt Mayer, he's going to be the three. The and then Matt they Mayer. bring in James Akinjo, Arizona transfer, who played mm. on Georgetown for one year. And then they brought in a big five-star recruit. Just, I'm sorry, like, this is, like, I just don't see it in Baylor. Like, I think Matt Mayer and Everyday John, like, they're really Great nice. They're really nice role players. Like, they came off the bench yeah. last year for Baylor, and they were super good. Matt Mayer would come in and hit, like, three threes, and he was, he was electric. He was a spark plug. Yep. But, like, if you're telling me that, like, Matt Mayer and Everyday John are going to be, like, the staples of your team, like, well, consistent, I don't consistent I don't know players. if I see we that. We didn't see them getting consistent tick. I think they're going to step up That's in those true. We roles. don't know. We, we can that's say asking that a lot. Well. Like, they I don't know. I disagree coach. with that that one. Yeah, Scott Drew, obviously a phenomenal coach. So, you phenomenal. Know, he can maybe work some magic with them. You never know. Some, some coaches and can I would more say, out of players. I would say compared to most um, – most college basketball fans last year, we kind of slept on Baylor. We did, even though they were a one seed. We kind of wanted to sleep on Baylor just because we thought. I'm they not were making so that good. mistake again. Okay, getting behind the Scott Drew bus. Absolutely. And then uh, I'm moving my top five. So I have Gonzaga at number one. Um, kind of going with the consensus rankings. I love having Gonzaga near the top of my rankings. I kind of do. I'd say for most years, I kind of have them at the top. I really trust Mark Few. Obviously, they're going to win 33 probably plus regular season games because they played. An awful conference, and they're gonna. But they always put the best um, out of conference schedules, so they're gonna have competitive games. I think they're really gonna have a chance to prove themselves. I think Chet Holmgren is gonna be an absolutely phenomenal player. I think some people are thinking he's too small or too skinny. He's gonna get bullied. Um, Maybe in the NBA, but I think he'll be just fine. In college. I know. I, I think. <laughs> I think he's gonna be an absolute bucket. And of course, Drew Timmy is probably gonna win uh, West Coast Player of the Year. Um, yep. He's an absolute stud. Andrew Nemard is also being forgotten about in this team. He was a great six man for them last mm-hmm. year. He's going to step up as a senior. I believe he's a senior this year, and he's going to step up and play some serious minutes for them. And I think they're going to be just fine. I, I have them at number one. Um, number two, I have Kansas actually. So I like their veteran leadership. They're bringing back all their key pieces: Christian Brown, David McCormack, Agbaji, and then also I agree with Jalen Wilson. I think he's going to step up this he's year. He's going to have a nice he's gonna year. He's going to have a great, great year this year. Bill Self's a great coach, obviously. So as long as he plays Jalen Wilson, like, is that he? I hope. I seriously, I seriously hope because he what was he playing like eight, ten minutes a game last year. I mean, he's an athletic freak. He he deserves like some chance to be on the court. I think if Bill Self does that, I think this team is going to be incredibly spooky. Um, number three, I have UCLA. Only reason I'm putting them here is because you cannot forget 
Oregon won the Pac-12. UCLA, obviously, they hit their stride late. You, like that's kind of an ABU a little bit of situation. You know, they hit their stride late. I want to see. I'm not going to put them in the top two before I see how they play for like five, six games this year. Just because I'm worried. I don't know. They they were the NCAA tournament didn't show you just what. There, I think I know. This is this is weird to think about, but they're one. Their overtime win against Michigan State in the playing game away from have, from not even being in the top twenty five. Think about that. Once again, I mean, I know exactly. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. I That's know. heavily ABU. Like I mean, I, don't... I I agree, but I I'm just saying I want to see more before I put them ahead of two okay. teams that I trust more right now. Okay. I think that's a horrible take. I, I, They're I such a fundamentally so well. sound they, team. They're so well-rounded. They have, they have and we're forgetting about Miles Johnson being brought in, aren't Miles we? Miles Johnson <laughs> is quite literally maybe the transfer of the year in your eyes, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Rutgers. Actually, Rutgers I'm going to get to it. It might be addition by subtraction for Rutgers, but stay tuned on that one. Okay. Well, we'll get into that one later. And then um, coming in at number four, I have Purdue as well. I well, love this We're all high on Purdue. Yeah, they, be- they better come through. Otherwise, we're all going to look pretty dumb if they don't. But yeah. I think I think Purdue is a team beating the Big Ten. I think Jaden Ivey is also going to have a great year this year. I think they're going to need him too. Um, I think Sasha is going to make up for enough shooting so that they don't have to be like – and their their defense, I hope their defense steps up like because against North Texas last year, they kind of struggled. It looked kind of iffy. But they got two big guys and uh, Zach Eady and Trey Biotis. I think Sasha so. just needs to take more shots. Like he doesn't really he looks take kind of scared. Sometimes. He does not scared. I don't think he looks scared. It's just he like they don't really like give him the ball that much. Like he doesn't take very many. They don't shots set up plays for him. Yeah, well, he's gonna get a lot of opportunities this year. I mean, teams already collapsed the post when with just Travion yeah. in there, but when That's they throw true. Zach Eady in there as well, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. A I think Jaden is gonna have to turn into a, a decent shooter this year as well. Um, for them, for them to make a serious push uh, into the top five. And then coming to number five, I have Villanova. I absolutely love Jay Wright. He's an absolutely phenomenal coach, possibly the best coach in the nation. You know, some may say. Um, they're bringing back Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels, just two key pieces. They do lose uh, JRE, which is a, which is a huge a loss. That's a big loss for Villanova. Big loss for them. That's a big loss. But they're always a well-coached team. I think they're an incredibly sound team. I think that they, um, they can make a serious run this year. I also strongly disagree with that take. I don't think looking at Villanova's team this year, obviously Gillespie's a great player, but I just don't think they have the firepower to compete with some of the teams. That I tend were, I tend uh, to agree with you, Alex. Like Colin Gillespie, like great, but isn't he coming off like serious injury? Yes. Or am I Yeah, he missed all of the NCAA tournament last what, year. What torn ACL? It was ACL or Achilles, I think. And then it's like I mean, like obviously like modern medicine, like you can recover, but like <laughs> Him coming back from a torn ACL or torn Achilles, like to be like their star player, like I agree. I don't know if that's enough firepower, to be honest with you. We shall see. Should we get into our sleeper teams? We all picked one sleeper team. Basically, in this sleeper team, like it doesn't have to be like a quote unquote sleeper. Like they could be ranked, they can be unranked, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Basically, the gist of it is that we think they are going to heavily outperform their expectations. Um, I mean, I can lead it off here. I'm sure we're all looking forward to mine. Oh, boy. Um, this, is, this was known to be coming. My sleeper team this year, in a shock to absolutely nobody with brain cells, is Rutgers. Um, Rutgers is unranked in the AP poll, if I'm not mistaken. Did they, did they receive they any received votes? They received 11 votes. 11 votes. So, they're, so they're probably around, what, 35, something 30 like that? 32, something 30 like that. 30 something 30 like that, yeah. Around there. Maybe so 34. here's what's happened to Rutgers in the offseason. They did lose three players to transfers, and I'm going to like just acknowledge this right away, so it's not like I'm trying to like ignore this. They lost Jacob Young. Where did he go? Oregon? I think he went to Oregon. I believe that's right. He was very good for Rutgers last year. He athletic was so freak. aggressive. He was very athletic, and like he kind of seemed to bring that energy for Rutgers at times Absolutely. when it sometimes didn't seem like they had all that much energy. 
They lost Miles Johnson. Their big guy down low. Great defender. Great rebounder. Terrible free throw shooter, which I will get to. Awful. And they lost Montez Mathis. Like a nice piece that played probably like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. played off the bench, but he provided very valuable minutes for Rutgers. So they lost those three guys. And when you when, when you like hear that, you tend to think, okay, they lost two starters <laughs> and then like a key bench player. Like that seems bad. And I will see that that is not good. However, nobody graduated for Rutgers. Nobody relevant, at least. I mean, their starting lineup right now, if, I mean, I don't know, this is maybe a little bit small of a starting lineup, but... Like, I'm, this is their starting lineup in my eyes. Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, Cliff Omarui, Caleb McConnell, and Paul Mulcahy. That's a very good starting lineup. I don't know about their depth, I, but that's a very good starting lineup. From what I hear about the pieces they lost and then their starters, I'm hearing zero depth. Well, that's they had a four-star you know, last year who didn't really play any minutes, and I think if he's developed at least at all, he'll be a great six-man for them. And with Miles Johnson leaving... Rutgers' free throw shooting is going to improve by like 10 percentage points. And that's like actually not an exaggeration. Miles Johnson was like airballing free throws. Teams would literally follow Miles Johnson because they knew that if he made one of two, he'd be happy. It was literally hack-a-shack with Miles Johnson. Was, was he a great player? Yeah. Well, I, do I think he'll help UCLA? Yes, I do. But I think... He's not a will, starter. I think without Miles Johnson, Rutgers will be able to close out games a little bit better than last year. And That's people fair. forget That's how fair. good Caleb McConnell was at the end of last year. Rutgers didn't have Caleb McConnell for much of last year. He sort of just came on the last few games of the regular season, started, you know, really getting his tick up in the Big Ten tournament. And when the um, when March Madness rolled around, he was playing insane minutes. He was a defensive hound. He had five steals versus uh, Houston in the Sweet 16 game. Or not Sweet 16, uh, round 32 game. If he wouldn't have followed out, I truly believe Rutgers would have won that game. And reports on the street, I've slandered this guy in the past. Paul Mulcahy apparently looks amazing in, like, scrimmages. Yeah, I don't know why you always hated on Paul. He's he was a nice Mulcahy piece. A nice piece. He, well, he was, but, like, Paul Mulcahy always tried to do, like, too much ball handling, and I'm just like, Paul, I'm not sure that's your game. Okay, you're here to hit free throws, hit shots. Dude, maybe free like, throws, that's bad. Free throw specialist. He was the only good free I know he was. The only guy above 80%. <laughs> it's, an important, it's an important part of the team, man. Don't, don't hate. But, but I think that if all these players improve, Ron Herbert Jr. and Geo Baker played at their floors last year. Do you guys disagree with that? No. No, I don't. I do not. Exactly. So if they play even, like, just a little bit better, if they, like, just improve, like, marginally, which they should, and then Mulcahy's better, Caleb McConnell's healthy the entire year, they have better free throw shooting, there's no reason to not think that Rutgers is a top 20 team by the end of the year, maybe top 15. I guess top we shall 15. see. That is a definition of we shall see. I mean... I don't know if Gio... I, don't, I can't get behind top 15. that lead role. You don't know if Gio can step up and lead the role. He's stepped up the lead role plenty of times, but whatever. I, I it's, think clear, the it's clear that you guys bigger, just love to hate No, the bigger issues for Rutgers is will Ron Harper Jr. be a relevant player this year? That's true. That's the bigger issue. I don't – but, I mean, it's like when he's shown us the flashes of greatness that we've seen from him. That was like, the first six games of the year. He looked but it happened. You can't, you can't deny that it happened. It like, happened. I don't know why, like, that can't happen But the majority was again. he was bad. It was an incredible slump. Like, it was like a terrible slump. Like a four-month slump. It was three months slump. It's fine. Slumps are meant to begin not a hard day. I don't know. I cannot absolutely not get behind the top fifteen workers, dude. I said like at their peak. I said I think that by the end of the year they'll be top twenty. Alrighty. Enough enough Rutgers talk. I've already heard enough, and it's the first episode back. <laughs> Getting into my sleeper team, a team that I love as well. The Johnnies, baby. The Johnnies are back. Mike Anderson is a great coach, very underrated. He's turning this program around. They've got Pasha Alexander. The Johnnies of St. John. You may just want to 
Giants, yeah. St. John's, my bad. Big East. They got Pasha Alexander coming back, who was, I believe, Big East co-freshman of the year. He's first team all-cool name as well. Yep. First team, yes, he is. And then they're bringing back Julian Champagny, one of the best scorers in college basketball. Mm -hmm. And then they brought in transfers Montez Mathis from Rutgers. That's where he went. Yep, and Aaron Wheeler from Purdue. So... I think the Johnnies are a, a pretty deep sleeper. I think they got a few votes to be in the AP Top 25, but I think they might be a top contender for Nova in the Big East this year. Them or UConn. I actually kind of like the Johnnies pick, but I mean, I just think yes. it's funny. Like, Charlie talks about Rutgers, he gets, like, berated, and then Alex talks about the Johnnies, and it's like, there's nothing to be said. But you know what? It is what it is. Okay, and then one other team, quick shout-out, Bama. They're going to have one of the most electric backcourts in all of college oh, basketball. Oh, Javon Quinterly, J.D. Davison, player to watch. He is very fast and very fun, and he can jump on. They're going to be running the court just like they did last yep. year. Up and down, up and down. Their team's out. So one team I just want to give a quick shout-out to. They're in the top 25, but I think that their ranking is pretty low for how many people they brought back in. Their seed last year It's Ohio State. They are number 17 in the nation. They brought back everybody except their two guards, C.J. Walker and Dwayne Washington. Although they did get a high recruit, Michi, J- Michi Johnson. Michi's who, good. He's a good player. And he also was like an early admit or something like that where he came in December of 2021 or, or January of 2021. So he was like there early, got acclimated with the team and stuff did like that. Did he get to like practice with the team? How I believe so. He did play as well. He played in like three or four games, like minimal tick, okay. like four or five minutes. But they're bringing back EJ Liddell, Kyle Young, who I absolutely love that guy. He's an absolute baller. Zed Key, who was, I believe, a freshman last year, maybe a sophomore. Yep. I think he's going to take a big um, step forward. And then Justin Ahrens, who had a nice end of the season last year, um, the forward who had a bunch of threes for them. And then also Justice Suin. So they had, their forwards are – Yeah, that's Their front true. court is incredibly deep. They're not big. They're all within, like, that 6'6 six, six to, like, 6'9 range. They have no, like, monsters. But – they're all very skilled. Obviously, EJ Liddell is going to push for Big Ten Player of the Year um, mm-hmm. as a junior. So I think there's a team to watch out for. But then a real sleeper team that's unranked for me is Virginia Tech. Um, Mike Young is a phenomenal coach. They were number one defense in the ACC last year. They got Storm Murphy, who was a former Waffle player. I'm buying. Alex is not buying in. I'm buying into your take. Virginia Tech is good. They're no one um, before they went on like they had a COVID stretch, but they were like down for like two or three year or two or three weeks last year, and they beat. I think three or four top 25 teams, although one of them was Clemson. I know they beat Nova as well before they had their little COVID stretch. Clemson, we will argue, does not count. But Mike White's team is a very hounding defensive team that made the tournament as well. And uh, they have a very talented roster. Getting Storm Murphy as a transfer from Wofford is not something like just to be like slept on. Like Storm Murphy is a very good facilitating point guard and reuniting him with his old coach from Wofford, Mike Young. Veteran leadership. He's huge veteran leadership. He's going to be a great piece. And I think the ACC is not as top heavy. A lot of times you see like maybe two or three teams in the preseason top 25 for the ACC. Duke, I think, is maybe the only ACC team in the top 10. I I don't mark my word on that. I think they, I think they are, yeah. FSU is like 20 or something like okay. that. UNC's UNC is like 18. Or, Syracuse is going to have a decent team again. Yeah, but they're not like, there's no like incredible teams that are just going to just blow everybody out of the water. Yeah. So I think, I think Virginia Tech can make a decent run in the ACC um, and clamp down all those uh, ACC power roast teams. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, unless anybody has any other teams to shout out, like, I mean, how do we think our Wisconsin Badgers are doing this year? I mean, 
Not great. Not, <laughs> Not great. great. They don't. They didn't look that good. And I did see year. Johnny and Jordy Davis. Uh, um, Johnny and Jordan Davis walking down the street the other day, though. So <clears throat> legendary. That's legendary. <laughs> I think that's I, what it. I will say my Marquette Golden Eagles will be better than the Badgers this year. Badgers are going to be. Clip that. Clip, Clip that. that. We will see how that goes. But Clip I, that. I may have to agree and say that the Badgers <laughs> are going to be the bottom tier Big Ten. Team. Yeah, we shall see. Um, anyways, unless anybody else has anything to add, until next time, this is Made in March. <laughs>